You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host, and I'm probably talking to you for the fourth or fifth time this today if you listen to this, uh, if you listen to the show frequently. Uh, thank you for all your support during the Super Bowl week. Tons of great content. Make sure and follow at Pick6Pod on Twitter and at Pick6Pod on Instagram. Today is Thursday, February 4th, by the way. Leave a five-star review if you've enjoyed our coverage. We also appreciate that. Uh, join me now to make some bold predictions and Super Bowl predictions in general. Super Bowl is only a couple days away. It is the Super Friends, Ryan Wilson and John Breach. What's up, fellas? Hello from uh, this lovely Thursday. It is much colder in my house than it is in Tampa Bay, so quit your belly aching people that are in Florida at the Super Bowl. And hello to my fellow Super Friends. That We're missing our Super Friends get-together where we truly become Super Friends. Now we're just like good friends. So I think until we see each other again, this is just the good friends podcast. Uh, Instead two of super friends. One, Ryan, what's up with the glowing blue thing behind your head? You yeah. Like- mixing it up. How you like it? This is my, Oh, is it, was that on purpose? Oh yeah. Yeah. I stole my son's, uh, mood lamp, my nine year old mood you lamp move to the left. So I can see the, is it like a lava lamp? Like you get at Spencer's. It's gift? just like a little lamp. I have different colors. Can, can you move to your left or right? Is that I'm something gonna- they're doing on TikTok? Put like a lava that. lamp behind you and. Are you going to do this during HQ or like what's the deal? No, I don't think so. I think it's just a, a mood setter for the ladies on, uh, <laughs> on Pick Six Podcast. <laughs> you go to youtube.com slash pick six and, uh, and watch us. Maybe Wilson will drop the, uh, oh, you know tease. Huh? You should get a Chiefs colored and a Buccaneers creamsicle colored, uh, mood lamp for, uh, for whoever wins the Super Bowl. All right. I got the Chiefs. Get, oh. get a Chiefs color, or Brent will say you work at State Farm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think Breach is really well. If I wear a red shirt, Breach, I look like a floating head behind this red backdrop. So you have to you have to understand um, how how lighting works. Breach. And then my second question for Breach: uh, Do you consider Debo's tweet on Tuesday morning uh, screenshot of the Tampa Bay water? In the oh God! In the morning, and oh, it's so cold for a Super Bowl here in Tampa. Uh, does that qualify as a humble brag? Yes or no? That is a humble brag. You know what? So when this pandemic hit, the first thing I thought on Saturday was where I have to deal with people complaining about the temperature in the Super Bowl city. It was literally eight straight days of it in Minnesota because the temperatures were negative 12. Debo, you haven't lived until you've been a negative 12 for a week straight. It's 48 degrees is a low. It's going to be like 60 degrees is a high. You have nothing to complain about, yet there you are complaining. Any response, Debo? Complain about that, Debo. 27. Thunder snow there in New York. He goes all masked up in a trailer. He can't talk right now. <laughs> Pete's got him in a, Pete's got him <laughs> tied up in a trailer. Right a headlock. Uh, in the feed, we have a Brady Quinn football show that's available to you. Brady and I break down the X's and O's of the Super Bowl. It's a really good conversation. Um, he did a great job of explaining move him off his spot, which is a thing you hear all the time and makes sense, but sort of, I don't know, hearing a quarterback say it kind of, you're like, all right, yeah, that really, really does make sense just how much it matters. Uh, so go check that out. We have tons of prop shows. We're doing, we're micro dosing prop shows is what I'm calling it. Micro potting. Um, cause you know, we, we really patented the emergency podcast and there have been a lot of people who have, uh, 
just straight up copied us. Maybe done it better, but whatever. Um, yeah, we did daily. Everybody swarms to daily. We do emergency. Everybody swarms to emergency. Um, what are we, we going to invent next? Hopefully not the naked podcast. We don't need everybody to swarm to that. Right. Uh, or maybe we do, but we just have to be the four, forerunners. Well, um, um, let's be honest. Breach is usually naked. Um, from the neck down, he, he's in the full body. Hey, here we go. Yeah. Speaking of mood, Lance. I got a shirt on underneath. What does that uh, say? What a tease. Sorry, guys. What does that say under there? Uh, you don't want to know. Mandalorian? <laughs> no, it says, it says the Dadalorian. Oh, I was close. <laughs> I was close. Where's Blake when you need him? I recognize mm-hmm. the font. Uh, we'll also have a best bets episode with Larry, RJ, excuse me, with RJ Kinney and Pete Prisco tomorrow. From this episode, we'll make some Super Bowl predictions and bold predictions from the Super Friends. Have we, I don't, we've been doing okay on them. Uh, but a little bit of housekeeping. Wait, we've been doing okay in the bold predictions. The one where I picked six touchdowns by Josh Allen and what'd you pick, Breach? Remember, uh, I said, Tra- Travis Kelsey under 50 yards. I, I said mean, 450 yard total yards for Josh Allen, who ended up having like 388. I don't feel, feel silly. Okay. Yeah, have- but the, the pushback on Twitter, like, it's enough. Settle down, people. Stop yeah. it. No, I want more pushback. Keep throwing in our face. That's what drives us. You're the dad of Lorena. That's different. That's right. This is the way, we Brian. We will be live on YouTube and Twitch for the Super Bowl. If you are looking for that second screen experience, we're going to join forces, the Pick 6 podcast crew, the Fantasy Football Today crew, and the Early Edge crew are going to team up for pregame, in-game, and post-game coverage of Super Bowl, L- Super Bowl LV. The Super Friends won't be on the whole time, but we will be on a lot. I am told, uh, inside sources tell me that, uh, when they did a, a matrix of who will be on the most, it is me. And then Brian will be doing HQ as well. And Breach will be, you know, breastfeeding a child during most of the Super Bowl. Uh, and of course, we'll have our recap pod live on air once Ryan is allowed to join us when he's done with his HQ duties. You can go to twitch.tv slash CBS Sports HQ and youtube.com slash pick six. If you're up, you're drunk, you're not drunk, sober, whatever you are. You want to watch us do a podcast live. We'll have a chat immediately after the Super Bowl to break it all down. So come join us in those formats. You can do it on your app, um, on your phone. Uh, just subscribe to CBS Sports HQ or YouTube uh, Pick 6. You'll get an alert when we go live. And we'll have a good time uh, breaking down the Super Bowl. Let's get into some predictions, shall we? Mm-hmm. We're going to make a couple of predictions, and then we'll come back and do bold predictions. Dun, dun, dun. The oh, these aren't all supposed to be bold? They can be. Uh, I, I need to start write, reading these rundowns. Sorry. I feel like Brinson just ignoring, doing my own thing. And just going. Mm-hmm. Uh, breach. Yes. Do you want to start or do you want Wilson to start? You know, I have three, so I guess I'll start. Cause I, I just, I just did stuff and I didn't follow any directions. Total predictions? No, I have four total. I have three in the regular prediction column and then a bold prediction. We only need so three. I'll start, I'll start, I'll start with a special teams one, uh, to get things flowing here. And I have a prediction that there is going to be a field goal of 50 or more yards in this Super Bowl. And, uh, let me add on to that. There have only been five field goals in Super Bowl history of 50 or more yards. So it rarely happens. Longest one ever is 54. Uh, coaches get a little timid when trying the long kicks because they don't want to miss and give the other team field position uh, at near midfield. So, I, I agree. Or yards or longer. I agree. That prediction. is, in fact, a prediction. Sounds like you hate it, Wilson. 
I don't hate it. I think part, my, my predictions are, are similarly less bold only because again, I'm not looking forward to people screenshotting random parts of the bold prediction and yelling at me. Um, which is, I think Debo's sole intention of making us do this. You know what the people on Twitter do though is that like this bold prediction will end up on Twitter and then like Harrison Butker will hit a 48 yard field goal <laughs> and after the game they'll just be thrown in my face like you, you idiot. There was no 50 yard field goals in this game. What were you thinking? Yes, that's right. Uh, so, no, I like that. I, and I think that actually is bold. I think maybe we went too far in previous bold predictions, like things like six touchdowns from Josh Allen. That might have been, uh, <laughs> the extreme, but in the, well, the problem is when you embrace boldness. the nature of being bold and you do go bold and people take them as predictions because they're dumbasses, <laughs> it ends up blowing up in your face because people make right. fun of you. It's like, like saying as a coach in your Tyreek Hill mic'd up, look at Travis Kelsey and say, the internet forgot about us. And like, I felt, felt like, like I was like, ah, no, I never forgot about you. I love you. We thought you were going to win. I'm just it's saying. like, it's like an introductory press conference for a head coach where you say, we're going to work hard on the win football games. And okay, that's not really bold, but that's what you're supposed to say. Or if you're Dan Campbell, we're going to bite people's kneecaps off. That's insanely bold. And you're like, well, I didn't see that coming. And, uh, I wouldn't be a little yeah. less Dan Campbell, a little more Nick Sirianni. Where am I? Pulling off an Adam Gaze. I mean, or how about just find something in the middle? All right. Yeah. So I think Breach went a little farther than in the middle. I think mine is pretty much in the middle. I'm going with Sammy Watkins leads the Chiefs in targets. And I think pretty bold. So the the um most targets he's had this season, 2020, was nine, and that was actually in week one. Uh he battled a calf injury. He didn't play, he hasn't played since week 16. I think he's gonna be ready to go. He was questionable coming into this week. And I say that also because I expect that Todd Bowles, who likes to play a lot of cover two, is also gonna try to double um try to bracket both those guys, Tyree Kill and and Travis Kelsey. So that means more Demarcus Robinson, more Sammy Watkins if he's healthy, more Byron Pringle, and, and perhaps even more of those running backs in the past game. So I'm gonna go Sammy Watkins leads the chefs and targets. Ooh. I, I mean, I think that's all right. Well, uh two schools of thought on the the Sammy Watkins thing. One, he should be completely healthy because he hadn't played at all in the playoffs. He hadn't played he hadn't been active in the playoffs, right? I mean he had, he had the calf injury and that's why he didn't play in week seventeen. And so he's questionable yeah. coming into this week. But I mean, he hadn't played at all he hadn't played since week sixteen when they when they beat right. 17, 14. Um he's fresh. He's had a fairly good season. It sort of flew under the radar, but I mean he's been I mean not for his contract and relative to what they brought him in for, but he's you know he had Nine targets in week one, eight targets in week three, seven targets in weeks four and weeks 12 after missing some games. And of course, week 12 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and then six targets against Denver, uh, and then New Orleans in week 15. So, I mean, it's not that outrageous that he could lead the team of targets. My only issue would be, do we really think that Patrick Mahomes is going to get away from Tyreek? I would ask you this a different way. If Sammy Watkins is leading the the Chiefs in targets. And by the way, he had 18 targets in the three playoff games last year uh, with the Chiefs and then 16 targets in two playoff games the year before that. So it's not crazy to think he'll get a ton. If he leads the team in targets, is that does that mean that they're winning or losing? They can still win just by, you know, you can still target Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill five times each. And, you know, Sammy Watkins has a couple long plays that that makes the difference. I mean, if you're tar- targeting him 25 times, you hope that he breaks one or two. And he gets into the end zone. And you've talked about it before in terms of Patrick Mahomes doing some damage with his legs too. So that could also be a, a plan heading into this bad boy. I mean, and I'll say it's a good thing because, uh, Sammy, you mentioned all the, his high target numbers this year, Brinson, with that, that nine in week one being the big one. 
Um, but he led the team in targets three times out of all those numbers you read. And the Chiefs went three and oh in those games. So he also led the Chiefs in targets in the AFC championship game last year. I think what happens when Sammy Watkins, when Mahomes starts zoning in on Sammy Watkins is at first the defense is like, he's not going to keep going to him. It's not a big deal. Just, just, you know, keep doing what we're doing. All of a sudden, Sammy Watkins has 110 yards and two touchdowns on you. You're like, all right, well, we got to change something. And if you start focusing on Watkins at all, the other guys are going to burn you. So it really puts you between a rock and a hard place if you're a defense. So I think if Sammy Watkins has a big game, that makes it a lock that the Chiefs win. So looking at last year's Super Bowl uh, for the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill led the team with 16 targets. He had nine catches. So clearly he was in the game plan. Number two in targets for the Chiefs was Damian Williams with eight. Kelsey had six, and Sammy Watkins had six. So he was in the mix. He was there. Uh, he had 10 fewer than Tyreek Hill, but, again, it, they were dead set on getting Tyreek Hill the ball. And Tyreek well, Hill had 105 total yards, and one came on that 44-yard play. So well, I was going to say, I think that a if Damian Williams and Tyreek Hill, like those numbers, when you look at those target numbers, that's a team that was down 20 to 10. Right. And I think to breach this point with the Sammy Watkins stuff – if if you if your offense is running through Sammy Watkins and Michael Hardman, that's not the worst thing in the world. Now Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill would love to get. I mean, you you want to have them putting up huge numbers, but if Hardman and Sammy Watkins are catching passes, it means that they are in at worst one on one man coverage. Yep. Because that means that Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are absolutely smothered and bracketed, and the numbers are so so favorable for guys with Watkins speed and Hardman speed that there's going to be some big play potential for them to to really hit the bucks hard if they are getting that sort of target share. So and the Chiefs are 14 and 2 when Sammy Watkins gets seven or more targets in a game. Wow. Breach. Did you look it up on um did you do the math like really quick like with your fingers or did you look it up on stuff? I did it really fast while you guys were talking. That's why I've been silent. Rain Sometimes man. Breach. Sometimes people don't really get like the, the, the intric- intricacies of the show. But, but sometimes <laughs> I see Breach doing some like galaxy brain math. You see the hamster. I see the hamsters like, like sprinting. And so I filibuster a little bit longer <laughs> to give Breach time to, to, to count with his fingers and let the hamsters whirl. Um, but, oh, Breach, I also have a confession to make. Uh-oh. Oh boy. <clears throat> It'd be bad. It's pretty this is bad. not, uh, late night diaries, Brinson. This is the pick six podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, I don't know how to explain this, but oh boy, four times in the last 48 hours, I've been doing radio hits, and I have almost said, Tyron Mathieu. Like, I've had to stop myself. <laughs> it's had to hard. Stop my, I said, Tyron Ma, and I'm like, Matthew. It's I've heard Mathieu so many times. Oh, and that's it's hilarious. Brain, and I keep wanting to say, Tyron Mathieu. And I'm like, <laughs> I almost laugh while I'm doing it. I'm like, Tyron Ma. Matthew, and it, it, I've had to like reteach my brain, but my prediction is going to be that Tyron Matthew, aka the Honey Badger, aka Tyron Matthew, is going to have two interceptions in this game. Like it. And the logic for that is that A, Tyron Matthew is an awesome freaking football player. So that helps. Um, and then B, that I think there is a distinct possibility that the Chiefs have a lead in the second half. And if that is the case, especially if it's like a 10-point-plus lead, Tom Brady is going to be throwing into a lot of coverage. And the, the Chiefs will be able to pin their ears back, get after Tom Brady, and that could result in some balls floating a little bit and some potential passes hanging up in the air. And when passes are hanging up in the air against the Chiefs' defense, 
then you have a guy in Tyron Matthew who is very capable of picking those off and creating havoc on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, by the way, a shout-out to Debo for the stat. Tyron Matthew, one of 27 players with multiple interceptions on deep throws this season in both the regular and postseason. Tom Brady, of course, led the league in pass attempt, percent of pass attempts at least 20 yards down the field, throwing deep 16-plus percent of the time. And along with that stat, the, the Chiefs led the NFL – on interceptions on deep ball throws, passes of 20 or more yards. And also, uh, if Tyron Matthew ends up with two interceptions, that will be the second most in a Super Bowl in NFL history. The record's three. There's a bunch of guys tied with two, so that's a big one. Do you think that there is any value at 40 to 1 in Tyron Matthew for Super Bowl MVP? I kind of do. Yeah, put ten bucks down. I mean, I, put I think it's, yeah. If there's a game, it, this is a game where if you like a defensive player, you do it because you know it, it's not crazy to think that someone sacks Tom Brady four or five times. It's not crazy to think that someone gets two interceptions. Uh, you know, we saw Ryan's boy Neil O'Donnell throw Super Bowl thirty uh, with three intercept. How many interceptions did he throw? There it is. There's the vindictive breach. Throwing the Super Bowl? <laughs> no, no. Well, Larry Brown was it Larry Brown for the Cowboys? Yeah, Larry Brown for the Cowboys. Um, won MVP that year. And so is I'm just referring to times where a defensive player won and how they won. So I don't think it's that crazy, especially if you think there's going to be a lot of passes thrown in this game. And, like, Brady doesn't even have to be losing to throw interceptions. We saw in the NFC title game, those three interceptions on seven straight pa- on seven passes came when they were winning in the third quarter. Uh, so Brady interceptions can come anytime. He threw yeah. two in the Week 12 meeting, and one was uh, one-on-one coverage. Bashad Breeland made a nice play. Uh, Matthew may have had the other one. I have to double check. He didn't have the other one. And, yeah. um, and that, was on a, that was on a bad ball. Oh, that, that second one was because Mike, uh, Mike Evans ran the wrong hot route and Brady threw the ball. There, there was some miscommunication. I think the ball hit Daniel Sorensen in the dome. And then your boy Tyron Matthew made the play. Six interceptions on the season. One, two interception game against Denver. And of course, four, excuse me, five other single. Is that right? By the way, do you know what we call Neil O'Donnell? See oh, including the playoffs, seven interceptions on the season. I would like to know. Rich man's Andy Dalton. I believe it. They both played for the Bengals. Except Andy Dalton has zero career interceptions in the Super Bowl, Wilson. True, so suck true, it. True that. You just reverse duck on yourself. Do we have the audio yet of Breach going 9-7 and seven yet? Did, did we cut that yet? The Lions go nine and seven with Jerry. I just think you misheard. I, I don't think it was as bold as you're trying to make it sound like it was. Misheard. Maybe I, you, I think he says something like maybe they go eight and eight or nine and seven. And like, <laughs> this wasn't like Ryan's. There's a path to nine and seven, and the Cowboys win the Super Bowl. And it's not a difficult path. Um, oh, the Cowboys will be three and three after they win. Thank tonight. you. Thank path you. To nine wins. It's not a difficult path. I sound like I sound like such a douche too, which makes the worse. <laughs> That's what I get for defending Andy Dalton. That's the lesson I've learned. That, that's that's a good lesson to learn. Okay, let's uh, spin it back around. Wilson. Or Breach. Excuse me, Breach, yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I, I'm glad you made that prediction because now I can scrap one of my extra ones. My bonus one was just going to be that anyone has two interceptions because that's a big deal. Um, you made a specific player. I like that better. So my second prediction is going to be that someone in this game, doesn't matter who, is going to catch three touchdown passes. Ooh, spicy. That would tie the NFL record for most touchdown catches in a Super Bowl. Uh, but this seems like 
whether it's Mike Evans, whether it's Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, uh, whether it could be Gronk. Maybe Gronk comes out and just explodes in the Super Bowl. Uh, but this feels like the game where it could happen just because there's so many targets and these quarterbacks love to throw the ball. So if you wanted to splash down on this, William Hill actually has odds on three or more touchdown score in the game. And um, I think there's some interesting options here. Three touchdowns is a ton, obviously. Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, the top options at 14 to 1. Tyree Kill, of course, had three touchdowns against the, the Buccaneers in week 12 of this game, 269 receiving yards. Kelsey, just a red zone beast. Um, I, I would think those are your, I mean, obviously those are the favorites to do it. From the Buc, then you have three Buccaneers, Mike Evans and Leonard Fournette at 25 to 1, which I guess isn't that crazy because Fournette's going to get most of the rushing work, especially down at the goal line. And also, you know, we saw earlier in the playoffs, certainly capable of, Catching a, you know, pass and, and, and taking it 20 yards for a touchdown or even something shorter. Chris Godwin, 28 to one. Daryl Williams and Clyde Edwards, Elair, 33 to one. And then it really drops off. Miko Hardman, 50 to one. Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski and Patrick Mahomes and Ronald Jones all tied at 66 to one. Sammy Watkins and Cameron Brait, 80 to one. Scotty Miller, 125. And Le'Veon Bell and Tom Brady and Demarcus Robinson one twenty five. So I think um, if you're betting on that, I'm not sure that fourteen to one is enough to make it worth your while for Tyreek Hill scoring three touchdowns. Yeah, that is a little. I'd look for someone with like Mike Evans at twenty five to one is very interesting. Clyde Edwards Alaire at thirty three to one is Gronk at sixty six to one. Again, Gronk is just one of those. Uh, you know, like the, in the Packers game, in the NFC title game, you just forgot about him. All of a sudden they run that tight end screen to the other side. And no, he didn't score, but he just comes up with these random big plays. And, you know, they're in a Super Bowl. Brady looking for Gronk. It's not crazy to think that he keeps going to the well. And maybe Wilson's crazy prediction comes true. Sammy Watkins gets all the targets. All of a sudden ends up with three touchdowns. And that one at 80 to one, I think is pretty interesting. Uh, if you're thinking about going long shot. I believe Gronk is just 66 to one. Should it be 69? Ha <laughs> ha. You got it, Dad. I was trying to find something where you could, I was trying to see if you could parlay, because I have on my local, you have a thing where you can do a prop builder. And so you can do Tyree Kill over 150 receiving yards and three receiving touchdowns. And it'd be like 25 to one. And you have to assume that if Tyree Kill is going to get three receiving touchdowns, that he's probably going to have over 150 receiving yards, right? I mean, that would be yeah, That'd be awesome if he did. I mean, he had three touchdowns and like 148 receiving yards. You're just losing your mind. Um, yeah, I, I don't mind. I don't mind the three touchdown thing. I, the only, the only issue I would have is if Antonio Brown plays, do we really see the concentration on one player in terms of, in terms of red zone targets? Cause these two teams like to spread them around. I mean, Mahomes will sneak, throw to the, throw to the running backs. Kelsey's po- likes to post up, you know, they use, they do the jet sweeps, all of that. I, I, that's absolutely true, but I do think the one thing that needs to happen. So, you know, like you just said, it's random. That first touchdown is going to be completely random. It's just whoever gets it because they're going through. But then I feel like if a guy gets a second touchdown and you get down there again, then the quarterback's thinking, oh, I already have two touchdowns. Like you feel like you're, you have that connection going and you're going to look for that person first not because you're trying to get them three touchdowns, but because it's like, hey, we're already working down here. Uh, so if anybody gets to two touchdowns, I would feel really good about three, obviously. But, you know, you just want to see early if 
any quarterbacks feeling a connection. You know, like you said, Tyree Kill got what 15 targets last year in the Super Bowl? 16. Yeah. 16. So if there's a situation like that and you have Tyreek for three touchdowns, you're gonna feel pretty good if if Tom Brady's just thrown to Antonio Brown on every other play. So you're you're saying that if somebody has two touchdowns, you feel better about them getting three than if they had one? Obviously the numbers, that is the dumbest statement ever, but I'm saying from a chemistry point of view where the quarterback is, if you've already thrown two touchdown passes to someone, I think naturally you're going to look to that person uh, when you get close enough to throw a third one because you're comfortable with them. Incidentally, not the dumbest thing you've said this week. Nine to seven for the Lions. <laughs> Uh, and I will say in the only two games in a Super Bowl history where there were three touchdowns, Jerry Rice had both of them. He finished with 148 yards receiving in Super Bowl 24, got targeted nine times, caught seven passes uh, for 148. And then in Super Bowl whatever against the Chargers, I think 29, um, he got targeted 13 times, caught 10 passes for 149 yards and had three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, the, the yeah, I, I don't think it's that crazy, but it's probably got to be Kelsey or Hill. And with Kelsey, it's got to be like three short yardage touchdown catches. With Hill, it's got to be just three bombs. But, you know, look, it happened earlier this season against the same team they're playing, so it's not out of the question. Uh, Wilson, what about you? I'm going to stick with threes as well, but I'm saying Shaq Barrett gets three sacks. And you might say, well, that's not that bold. Shaq Barrett's had three sacks exactly one time this season. It came last week in the Packers playoff game. He had eight total prior to, to the playoffs. In, in 2020 sacks last year, we all know he had 19 and a half. That's why they franchised him. But him, JPP on the outside, Vita Vea, and Dominic Sue on the inside, that front four is going to be able to get after Tom Brady without much uh, of uh, in terms of blitzing. Also, it's great because Patrick Mahomes is really good against the blitz. Also, Eric Fisher, the left tackle is out. Mike Rimmers is going to move over to left tackle from right tackle. Austin Wiley is going to move from right guard to right tackle. They have a lot of moving parts, a lot of issues with the offensive line in terms of health. And um, Shaq Barrett has been getting after it. Let's see. He had six pressures along with JPP in that Packers game. And they were harassing the, the doo-doo out of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is certainly much more mobile um, than Tom Brady. Let's see what else we got. Most sacks in the last two seasons. Shaq Barrett is number one ahead of TJ Watt. That's pretty crazy. Shaq Barrett, the last two seasons, is third in total pressures. I think he's just behind Aaron Donald and obviously someone else. But that's not a bad group. And uh, most turnovers caused via pressure, Shaq Barrett's number one with 13 uh, the last two seasons. ahead of Bud Dupree by four fumbles. And also, this is a fun fact. Um, this isn't about Shaq Barrett, but his teammate, JPP. JPP has never lost a, play, uh, a postseason game. He's 7-0. Mm. That is a fun fact. That is a fun fact. I always think you could have gotten away with saying that the Bucks will have three sacks because they're over-under – for a team is two sacks. Larry oh, really? Oh, I love Larry it. Oh. He was on a uh, prop show earlier this week and said he loves the over two. Lo- love the over. Yeah. And la- don't, don't forget last year, the 49ers harassed the crap out of Mahomes in the, in the final. And that offensive line is in bad shape. It wouldn't be, I mean, I have like a, a little thing that I, like I keep kind of, I, it all depends on how you think. Actually, you know what? It doesn't even depend on how the game goes. And so Larry and I talked about this and, um, uh, Drew Dinsick and I were on the Flea Flicker betting podcast with a couple of dudes from uh, over in London. Check that out. It was a good talk. And, uh, you know, one of the things we pointed out, and we talked about this with Larry too, is that there's a ton, like, you are going to see a lot of Patrick Mahomes passing attempts in this game because the, you can't run against the Buccaneers. And if you have a lot, bunch of passing attempts, you know what that usually equals? Sacks. 
Mm-hmm. The more dropbacks you have breached, the more sacks you possibly get. Yeah, Brenton, that is uh, sounding a lot like my, if you have two touchdowns, you can get three touchdowns easier point. But it is a good point. <laughs> um, like, I thought mine was also, but when you say it out loud, you're like, wait, was it so obvious? Um, no, but that is a good point. And the one thing I will say is that uh, in the games, Patrick Mahomes start, he started 15 games this year. He only took three or more sacks four times. We can include the playoffs, so up that 15 to 17. So four out of 17 games. Um, so it's it's not easy to sack him because he gets rid of the ball so quickly. This isn't Aaron Rodgers where he just keys in on Devontae Adams, and if Adams isn't there, he kind of hesitates, and you get your chance to get the sack, so he doesn't always get the ball out as quickly as Mahomes. Mahomes doesn't care. It's like every single person on the field can be his first read. If Phil's not there, he just instantly like th- no looks it to Kelsey. You just don't know what he's going to do, so he's not an easy quarterback to sack. Plus, he's mobile, uh, so this is a good prediction. If Shaq Barrett gets three sacks and, and the Buccaneers win, I think that might be enough. To, to win MVP. So uh, I like that prediction. And uh, the teams that got to Mahomes three times or more, two of them, two of the four were divisional rivals with the Raiders and Broncos. So, you know, teams that knew him well. And then the other two were the Saints and the Dolphins. It's kind of fascinating to look at like the Super Bowl record book. Tom Brady has, <laughs> Tom Brady is going to pass 3,000 yards in Super Bowl passing yards, this in, unless he goes for less than like 150, this Super Bowl that's insane. He's gonna have 3,000 passing yards in Super Bowls, and and to make that more insane, no other quarterback in NFL history even has 1,200. Right, Kurt Warner and jo- Joe Montana has 11 1,142. Brady's gonna be at 3,000 passing yards. That is absolutely wild. Ben Roethlisberger played in three Super Bowls. Probably won't play in another one. But that's okay. Six hundred forty-two <laughs> passing yards. Well, he had like four in the first one, so he, that, that one doesn't really count. Anyway, he had like five against the Seahawks. Against the Seahawks. That was the first one. I thought he played in. A, uh, uh, that was two thousand five. Was it really? It was. What was the? Oh, the second one was the Cardinals. Cardinals. He played good in that game. He actually didn't no, play bad. The third one was the Antonio Packers. Holmes. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was great in the Cardinals game. Um, Tom Brady also. If he throws for he he has a chance to move into twenty passing touchdown territory. He has eighteen career Super Bowl passes. Next close Touch, touchdown here. passes. Touchdown passes. Yeah, he's getting twenty, no yeah. doubt about it. Next next closest is uh, eleven. Joe Montana. Yes, then Terry Bradshaw with nine. Here's here's an almost unbreakable one. Well, real quick, if Patrick Mahomes throws for three hundred and sixty yards against the Buccaneers, he will crack the top ten list. For career passing yards in the Super Bowl. What if he throws? What if he throws 10 touchdowns? Where would he be on the list? Uh, you don't want to know. How many throw last year? He'll be, he'll be second behind Brady. Will he? Did he have two last year? Yeah, he will be second behind Brady. (laughs) It Um, could happen. Harry Bradshaw, four Super Bowls, averaged, uh, average over the course of the four games, 11.1 yards per pass attempt. That is wild. He probably threw 10 times. They were all bombs to Lynn Swan and John Stallworth. <laughs> um, he is actually not even in the top 10. That's impossible. Of in career, passing yards? Of, of pass attempts. I, they didn't throw. They, they ran the ball a ton. Oh, no, sorry. It was game pass attempts. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. He's 10th with 84 pass attempts in and, four games. Yeah, so 20, 21 a game. How about that? That is wild. That's efficient, baby. Troy Aikman, first overall, first all time, three games, 70% completions. 
over Super Bowls. All the uh, teams are so good. Wilson Dude, joked about Mahomes throwing 10 touchdowns. If he just throws four touchdown passes, he'll be tied for the fifth most all-time in Super Bowl history. Do you know who holds the record for longest pass in Super Bowl history? I do know that because I was going to make it my bold prediction. Then I, it was so absurd that I backed off it. Antoine Randall L. Ooh, that's, is that, is he up there? No, he's not even top 10. Oh, he had like a 45, 50 yard pass. No, no, everybody uh, in the top 10 is above 70. I'll give you a hint, Ryan. He plays for Brinson's favorite team. His real favorite team. Played for my favorite team. Oh, uh, what, wait, it's not the Chargers. It's the, it's the Panthers. It's up to you to guess. I don't so, like well, the Chargers were there. Sam Humphreys, I don't think they did anything in that game. I don't game. like the Chargers anymore. Yeah, so who did Cam throw it to? Oh, no, oh no, no, no. Was it Jake DeLome? Yes! Jake DeLome to Steve Smith? Uh, yeah, I believe so. 85. No, it was not. It was to, uh, uh, Muhammad. Musin Muhammad. Oh, God, Musin. He wasn't exactly a Moose. burn. Good for Musin. Number two, Brett Favre at 81, Elway at 80. Uh, and Elway's was actually in 2015 when he stormed out of the field at halftime and Forced his way into. It. Oh, that was a joke. Gotcha. You're like, no, 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 that's not right. Jake um, Delhomme. Yeah, I, I didn't think it would be Cam because they didn't play well in that game. I didn't have a recollection of him doing anything. They only scored one touchdown. I don't even know how they scored. How they score? Exactly. Oh, Twenty-four to ten. <laughs> how did they score? What a short pass. It wasn't an eighty-yard pass. I know that. It definitely was not an eighty-yard pass. Good for old Jake Delhomme. It didn't would feel you, when they scored like it was even close. I want to say. Would was, you rather be a Jake Delomi or a Patrick Mahomey? It was a one yard run by Jonathan Stewart. Literally the opposite of an 85 yard <laughs> pass. Yeah, that's right. The least exciting touchdown in Super Bowl history. Also, why did you run it with Jonathan Stewart from a one yard, from the one yard line when you have Cam Newton? Makes no damn sense. But that's my Yeah, shot. that, that was their, that's the reason they lost. Uh, okay. I don't know why I went down that rabbit hole. I know I went down the rabbit hole, but, um, here is my, here's my second prediction. I think this is bold. It's definitely bold. Doesn't have to be bold, remember? I know, no, I know, but um, Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes will combine for 100 pass attempts in this game. Golly, ooh, that is bold. It's pretty bold. How many times has the quarterback thrown the ball 50 times in the Super Bowl? Six. You making that up, or you actually know? I'm, I've been talking to you about Super Bowl records for like five minutes. I'm on the page. Six times in 54 games. Right, can you name the quarterbacks who threw it 50 or more times? There are only probably four quarterbacks who have done it. Matt Ryan and Tom Brady? Matt Ryan is not correct, but Tom wow. Brady is in that Super Bowl, yes. And also Tom Brady did it against the Eagles. Correct. I don't think – did he do it against the, the Falcons? Yes. Yeah, he did it against the Eagles when he threw for 505 yards. 62 times against the Falcons. Bart Starr in Super Bowl one. No. <laughs> um, so you got Tom Brady. He's first and fourth. And there's two more quarterbacks who have done it. What is the he oldest? He didn't do it against the Eagles. Oh, my gosh. What is the oldest? What against uh, the Eagles? No, what? he did it against the Seahawks. Oh, you're right. Against the Seahawks. Yeah, that's right. What game happened the longest ago? Like how far back? How many, uh, dec- how many decades ago? Uh, 90s. The guy who did it twice did it in the nineties. Oh, I was going to John Elway, Jim Kelly, Jim Kelly. That's Cause right. they got beat up so bad and you're just throwing the whole game and those last three Super Bowls. And then the final one. Uh, oh, Kurt Warner. Hmm. Final one was against Tom Brady with a familiar hmm. quarterback. Eli. You got to think about a comeback. It's not Eli. 
quarterback that's familiar to Russ? Someone? Uh, 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 Donovan. Yes. Don McNabb. We, we already guessed everyone. Wilson already guessed Kurt Warner and Eli. We're running out of quarterbacks. That Brady, and it wasn't Jared Goff. <laughs> Brady has 62 is the record against the Falcons. Jim Kelly, 58. And that was against Washington when they were down. Oh my God. They were down like 31 nothing or whatever it was. Did they win that game? What's that? No, they didn't. Oh man. McNabb is third all time with 51 against the uh, Patriots, obviously. Then Tom Brady against the Seahawks and Jim Kelly against the uh, Cowboys and that beat down the, the old Leon Lett game. And now, and now Googling Brinson's career pass attempt or game pass attempts, uh, of the quarterbacks who threw the ten most pass attempts in a Super Bowl, they went one and nine. Correct. That makes and sense. the only win was Brady against the Seahawks because Russell Wilson threw an interception. So how are we having two quarterbacks throw fifty? Who's winning that game? So here's my theory. Well, oh. he didn't say they're both throwing fifty. He said they're combining for a hundred. Right. So oh, it'll okay. be fifty five forty five. I yeah. think I think the Chiefs will have a lead. And I think the Chiefs will also have to throw to ice the game. Because they can't run against the Bucks at all. They don't like running either. And they like and they don't like running. They're not very good at running. They're missing two tackles. I think Mahomes gets to forty-five bare minimum, and with a ten-point plus lead, I think you see Tom Brady throw the ball fifty-five plus times. Hey, let me ask you this: Who wins if both quarterbacks get COVID? Blaine Gabbert versus Chad Chad Penny. Chad Henney. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely not picking Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> By the way, I think, but weren't those guys on the Jaguars at the same time? Probably, yeah. I think so. Uh, I think you're taking the the Chiefs. I wonder if anyone's taking Blaine Gabbard. Hmm. I mean, Bruce Arians would tell you he loves Blaine Gabbard. He might tell you he hates him. He might make Byron Leftwich play. That's right. All right, here here's a question for you guys because Brinson's uh 100 pass attempt question. How many pass attempts do you think they combined for in the first meeting? Well, Mahomes had 49. Brady had I, – because I looked at this. I was like, oh, they got to be over – and I think Brady had like – is it like 31 or something? 20. What do you think, Wilson? Uh, I just did the math on your prediction, Brinson. That's 80. Yeah, so I'm going to say they probably combined for 80. I'm going to say they combined for 81. They combined for 90. Oh, I so win. I'm closer. Not, didn't go over. See that? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> what a perfect – what a perfect breach prediction. Cause it like seems like it's insane and bold, but then like the math actually backs up that a hundred pass attempts is entirely possible. And in that game, Chiefs were up 17, nothing and a half, 20, 27, 10 late in the fourth or 2010 late in the fourth. And the Buccaneers uh, scored twice and the Chiefs sort of let him back into the game. I think the Chiefs will throw more. So I think Mahomes could get to 55 potentially. All right. Let's take a break. And when we come back, our bold predictions for Super Bowl LV. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, so you want some bold predictions? You want some great content in your life? You need to subscribe to John Breach's Pick 6 newsletter. He got He's doing so well. He got a company-wide shout-out from the Suits at the Quarterly Review. Breach I love the Suits. Covers. Love the Suits. I'm not calling them Suits to be mean. In fact, the Suits, the suit in question is a great dude who wasn't even wearing a suit. Um, at any rate, what's that? Too late. You can't go back. You already made it seem like you didn't like him. <laughs> he knows I like him. That's <laughs> not what I'm hearing. Um, anyway, John. CBSSports.com slash newsletter slash pick six. I know the website now because Brinson crushes me every time I bring up the newsletter, but don't know the, my own website to subscribe. I now do know it. CBSSports.com slash newsletters slash pick six. Go and subscribe. If you listen to this podcast religiously and you haven't subscribed, please go do so. It's just one email from Breach a day around 2 p.m. You can open it. You hook them up with the, the open rate, and you'll find yourself surprisingly enthralled. I dare you to read it and not be able to get Breach's voice out of your head. So if that's what you're looking for more of in your life, read this podcast. I mean, read the, the newsletter and hear Tyron Math, uh, Mathayu and all the other stupid things he says. All right, let's go to bold predictions. Uh, who wants to go first? Breach, I guess we'll, uh, and we'll grade the boldness afterwards. Breach, you can go first because, uh, that'll give you final say on the, the grade. All right. The bold prediction from me. By the way, did you realize that you're wearing the Tom Brady Super Bowl jacket? That's yeah, not Tom Brady, but Why it's from that Tom Super Bowl. Brady? It's neutral. It says Falcons and Patriots. I got a Super Bowl 51 pullover. Is that the Four- one I got too, or did I? I, I, no, that's the year you got the hoodie in Minnesota where we got the same one. I think I got my, I think I got my son a t-shirt from that one. Uh, but it's Super Bowl week, so I'm just wearing a new Super Bowl thing on the podcast since we're not at this one. But Debo isn't, he's complaining about the weather. All right, your bold prediction. All right, my bold prediction is that Super Bowl 55 will set the Super Bowl record for most points ever scored. I'm laughing because I thought you were going to say it's going to set the Super Bowl record for lowest attendance ever. <laughs> <laughs> Can you bet on that? <laughs> yeah. Here's a fun fact is that, uh, the Chiefs after this game is played will have been taken part in the three lowest attended Super Bowls of all time. One, two and 55. <laughs> one. No, they didn't play in one. They played in one or two. They didn't play in both of them. They played in one. Yeah, so one. one, 54 and 55. Last year was lowest attendance. Last year was the second lowest attendance just because of the size of the stadium. Uh, just because of whatever. I don't know. It was the second lowest attendance Super Bowl. I'm guessing the size of the stadium because it was sold out. <laughs> and they they roped off a bunch for the media. Yeah, they actually they did. There was a lot, except for Brenton, who was stuck in the corner and couldn't see, even though he was with the elites in the press box. Here, I found I found my tweet when I sent out the attendance. Wow, that's crazy. 62,417. It was awesome. The, the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah. And Super Bowl one had 61,946. So literally only roughly a 500 person difference. Super Bowl 54 almost had lower attendance than Super Bowl one. I guess people just don't want to watch the Chiefs in person. It's pretty crazy that there were 62,000 people at Super Bowl one. 
Yeah. Yeah. And no, that's why that's crazy that, that, that Super Bowl 54 almost had lower. I don't think the NFL really cares about tens anymore because all the money is watching it at home and, and, and you know, I TV think they rights. played it. I think Super Bowl one was played in the Rose Bowl and it was played in the afternoon. I mean, if you, if you, if you, I think if you asked a random person, like how many people attended Super Bowl one. Yeah. But that was 25,000. That was 55 years ago now, but it was football was actually, I feel like really extremely popular back then. It was at the Coliseum. But you were right. Sam, it was in sorry. Los Angeles, yeah. And uh, you know, popular. I'm just saying that you know, I wouldn't have expected. The only difference is everyone wore suits and hats to the game back then. Um, think about that for a second. Like you see it dressed up to go to a sporting event. Can you imagine rolling into the sporting event wearing a suit and a tie and a, and a Ward Cleaver hat? Get I that. miss those days. <laughs> I bet you do, uh, Mike Nolan. There have been eight Super Bowls with less than seventy thousand people in them. Broncos, Packers in '98. Pats Giants in 2012. We were at that one. Again, I think the smaller venues are better for atmosphere, especially when the Super Bowls are filled with, in large part, corporate folks. Sure. I can't really comment. I mean, we were at the Atlanta Super Bowl, I mean, but it was Eagles Patriots is on here too. That was at Jacksonville, right? No, the the no 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 the one we went to. Oh, the the most recent one. Or you didn't go to? Yeah, you. Which one? The the where the Eagles won the Super Bowl was. Oh, yeah, it was in Minnesota. I just wonder if maybe they've, maybe they've taken the stadiums. Cause you look at these, like you're talking about the, well, stadiums oh, are, go ahead. Sorry. Um, I feel like stadiums are smaller. Like the Steelers, the Heinz field is smaller in terms of the new, the newer stadiums. I would imagine Atlanta's bigger. I can't, I mean, we were all there, but it's hard to tell what the atmosphere is like because we were stuck in the corner because the, the issues of getting into the press box. But I feel like smaller venues are better for. The you know the team. record for most attended. Super but how crazy is it? The Chiefs have played in the three lowest attended Super Bowls of all time, and they've only been to four Super Bowls. It's going to be the um. It's going to be a hundred thousand of the Coliseum or the Rose Bowl. The Super Bowl one was not Dallas. Bowl, it was the Los Angeles Coliseum. How many hundred thousand? Sixty-one thousand for the Super Bowl one, but the yeah, most yeah. attended ever is Rams Steelers in nineteen eighty. Rose. That was in Los Angeles. Rose Bowl, a hundred and three thousand. There you go. Boom, crushed it. They used to have a Super Bowl book, like back in the day. That was the closest thing any teams ever played to being at home. Sorry, Ryan. So of, the, of the six most attended Super Bowls in professional football history, five are at the Rose Bowl. Can you guess where the next one was? It was also over a hundred. Wait, start the question again. There's six. The six most attended Super Bowls in NFL. Saint, uh, New Orleans. Eh. Dallas. Yes. Jerry World. Jerry World. I thought Jerry World was going to have Oh, I thought you meant in terms of frequency of the game being played in that city. You Ryan, finish your story. You had a Super Bowl book. I interrupted Oh, it's not that exciting. I got it. I'm, I'm so old that the Super Bowl book ran through Super Bowl one, obviously, but all the way through the 49ers, uh, Bengals Super Bowl. They, and, and like the, the pictures were all glossy. It had all the, the stadium, not to call you up, Rich, but I had all the stadium attendance records. And I do remember the, that one out in California being like a hundred thousand thinking, wow, that's a lot of people wearing suits and pipes. Um, so real quick on this bold prediction, highest scoring game in NFL history. Do you guys know what the highest or highest scoring game in Super Bowl history? Do you guys know what the highest scoring game in Super Bowl history was and how many points were scored? 57. Isn't that the one we talked about yesterday? Incorrect. There's more than that. Ryan, one of them was literally like two years oh, ago. Oh, it's three years ago. He's got, he's got to be a Patriots Eagles. Oh, that's what I meant. I meant over 57. Cause that, that was the only, that's the only spread that hit. It was 28, 28 at half. I mean, at the uh, regulation. Patriots Eagles was 74 points and it is the second highest scoring Super Bowl in history. Is the other one with the, the game 
Is that 49ers Cowboy, Broncos? Cowboys 49ers? Bills, right? I was going to say 49ers Broncos. Um, you got half the teams right. Bron- uh, 49ers beat the Broncos 55 to 10, so the total at 65. Oh, uh, maybe 49ers Chargers, that, that bloodbath? 49ers Chargers bloodbath. Uh, 49ers won 49-26, so 75. So if they're going to tie or beat that record, 75 is the number you got to get. That's a really bold prediction. That's that's up there. This I mean, but I could total- see a situation, I think, like 45 to 38. That's where you get, or 45-35, or 45-31, where the Chiefs need to jump out to a lead, or maybe they play from behind. I don't know, but I think it's doable as long as it's not pouring down rain. What about 76 to nothing? What are the chances that happen? Zero percent. Okay. I think, I think the situation you're looking for, look, you can get there with 49-26. Yeah. I, I, I don't think the Bucks, and I but said, wait, wait a second. Who's scoring 49 points on that Buccaneers defense with that not- offensive line? The Tyreek Hill just running go routes on blitz. Is he playing left tackle as well? I mean, the the Saints scored 38 on that Buccaneers defense. Yeah, but Drew Brees is better than Patrick Mahomes. Everyone knows that. <laughs> that's that's a bold prediction. Somebody <laughs> needs to rip that and, and put it on Twitter right now. I know, right? Uh, the Buccaneers gave up 30 more points just three times a season, two of them against the Saints. And, and, well, that's I mean, the Chiefs could have scored 30 points against the Buccaneers. They did. What are you talking about? They scored 27. I mean, but they were up twenty-seven to ten in the late in the third quarter. I think I think you get there by virtue of. Uh, do you remember the game between the Pats and the Chiefs on Sunday night? Like, uh, it might have been Mahomes's rookie year where he didn't play. His, his sorry, first year as a starter. You oh, okay? Hole. Well, no, because their rookie his rookie season, Alex Smith. They went in there week one and one. Yeah, no, I'm thinking about it's, it was Sunday night. I'm, I'm going to find it real quick. Yes, here it is. Oh, yeah, this is how you get there. Sunday night, week six of 2018. And the score at halftime was, uh, Patriots 24, Chiefs nine. And it looks like the, it looked like the Patriots just going to snuff out. It was like, Oh, Belichick figured out another. Figured out another young quarterback, 24 to nine after Sony Michelle punches one in with at the two minute warning. And then all hell broke loose. It was 30, 27, 26 after a Tyreek Hill touchdown pass at the end of the third quarter. And the final was 43 to 40. Cause I could just see a situation where yeah. you've got this like, like one team gets a big lead. The other team pulls closer. You take a couple of blows from each one. And then the fourth quarter is just this wild barrage of scoring. Like I think that's a possible like outcome of this game. And the other part is I, I let you know, like you looked at the schedule, you saw how many Mahomes when you made your hundred pass attempts prediction, like they got the 90 it's doable, but not crazy. And, and looking at the chief schedule, their high scoring total this year was 72 in a game against the Raiders. And that was game that was 24 to 24 at halftime. And I could see this Super Bowl playing out like that. And, and, you know, obviously you need to get the three more points. And then the Buccaneers highest total this season was 71 and that was a game against the Falcons where they won 44 to 27. And, and that was a game that was 23 to 20 in the third quarter. And, and, you know, if the points keep flowing, that's how you do it. So both these teams have hit the 70 point mark, uh, this season. So I think that 75 is within the realm of possibility without being, being bold, but not completely crazy. Sure. Um, Wilson, your bold prediction. It's not quite as bold as breaches, but Patrick Mahomes scores. Four touchdowns. He's only scored uh, more than four touchdowns twice this season. 
Uh, he did it against the Jets, so that doesn't even count where he had five touchdowns, and then he did it again against the Ravens, which does count. He had four touchdowns and another rushing touchdown. So I think he has four total against a really good defense, and uh, that helps get to that over that Breach is looking for and helps get uh, Sammy Watkins over his target total, which I need. Um, four for, passing touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes. Four any kind of touchdowns. He can oh, wait, we, forgot to, we forgot to grade Breach's boldness. I think you got to give him an A. Yeah, I like it. It's an A. Yes. It's, it's tough. It's it's possible, but it's a long shot, and that's all point. That's why it's bold. It's not a boring prediction. And of course, that I thought of that because I was like, "Well, Wilson gets a C plus for this," and I'd be generous. That's fine. Four touchdowns from Mahomes. That's bold. Go to he, six. He, like he did, got humiliated by a Josh Allen six touchdown prediction, and now you're like limping out of your cave to be like four from Mahomes. How many how many times do you score more than four touchdowns in the during the season? Just well, there have been six quarterbacks that have thrown four more touchdown passes in a Super Bowl. There you go. Been fifty four Super Bowls. That seems pretty bold. How many in the last ten years? Uh, I don't know. Probably, probably Tom Brady. <laughs> I think that's it. There you go. Forty nine. There you go. Ten percent. Seems yeah. pretty bold to me. Um. Thank you, Benson. Surprising. Surprise. I'll admit that was a surprising <laughs> twist. Didn't see that. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> see that coming. I saw my son loves to say, "Did you see that coming?" I did not. <laughs> no, I did not. I didn't see that coming. Thanks, Breach. Young six, Montana five, Brady four against the Seahawks, Aikman four, Doug Williams four, Terry Bradshaw four, Brady and Foles three each in that game, Flacco three. Yes. I was just a, okay. I mean, here's the thing. Wait, 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 let me bring up Doug Williams four real quick. Cause this is where Wilson could have gotten bold. Doug Williams threw four touchdown passes in one quarter <laughs> in one quarter. And and then throw any the rest of the game. Well, that's that's just crazy. I mean, Patrick Mahomes. Well, it's been done before, so it's not completely crazy. Once one out of fifty fifty four. I think that makes it pretty crazy. I just think. Look, here's a list of guys with three passing touchdowns in the Super Bowl, and so Mahomes could throw for three and run for one. Yeah, he could rush for four. Just listen to the list: Nick Foles, Joe Flacco, Donovan McNabb, Jake Delhomme, Phil Simms, Jim Plunkett, Roger Staubach, Joe Montana, Brett Favre, Kurt Warner, Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers. This is a lot of guys. That's three, though. Yeah, but three and one rush is four. I, I, I'm okay, give, well, what if he rushes I, for four? I'm what? giving you a C. I'm bumping my grade down to a C- minus because you're defending it. Breach, oh! how, how many quarterbacks have rushed for four touchdowns? I mean, if that happens, what's Brinson going to do then? Uh, there's actually been – so we said there were six quarterbacks that have thrown for four or more touchdowns. There's only been four players ever who have rushed for four, and there has been a quarterback. It was John Elway. Right. No, no, that's his career. Just kidding. His he has four career wow. rushing. There we go. Oh, like, what? Like, yeah, so like that happens. The most, the most anybody's ever rushed for is three, and it was the Broncos. Yep. There yeah. we go. I mean, they, so anyway, it could happen any number of ways. Elway having four career rushing tees is crazy, though. Well, he has the helicopter one, so that was that counts as two. That's true. Mm. Uh, Jim McMahon has two. I will give Wilson's prediction a. Would you give it, Brinson? C minus. C minus. I'm going to give it a B minus. That's generous. Okay. When it happens, suck it, nerds. Um, if you if it's right, then it wasn't bold enough. I know. I, did, I knew that's what was going to be the next word. <laughs> Can you well, name tell Josh? Tell Josh me? Allen in his six TDs how bold that was. Uh, I must mess that one up bad. Oh my goodness gracious! This is pretty cr- crazy. So, uh, in terms of game game receptions. There are, do you know how many time, how many New England players 
have more in Super Bowl history? How many players for the New England Patriots have 10 or more receptions in a single game, single Super Bowl? None. I can think of three off the top of my head. <laughs> so there's at least three. <laughs> that was close. Julian Edelman. Edelman, James White, uh, and Deion Branch. Yep. There's two more. Uh, there's one more obvious one, I think. Gronk? Oh, I might have counted Deion Branch twice. Crap. I did count Deion Branch twice. Troy Brown. Twice. No, Gronk's not one. All right, so there's five guys who've counted Deion Branch twice. Did he do it twice? Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. Uh, the other two are pretty tough to get. Well, one of them is easy. Troy Brown. You named Julian Edelman. So it's stand a reason that you might name. Oh, yeah, Wes Welker. Wes Welker. And then, I'm trying to steal it from Wilson. <laughs> and then the other one was Shane Vereen. I would never have guessed that. I would not have guessed that either. That's Shane, insane, though. Shane Vereen wouldn't have guessed it either. <laughs> uh, Wes Welker actually third in Super Bowl history in receptions all time. I bet that makes uh, Peyton Manning happy after he dropped that ball against the Seahawks. Uh, I know Gronk's pretty high up on that list, on the all-time that wasn't receptions that. list. Oh, no, Welker dropped that ball against Tom Brady. Yep. If Gronk catches five passes, if Gronk catches five passes in the Super Bowl, he'll, he'll be second all time in career Super Bowl receptions. That's right. Behind Jerry Rice with 33. Good Lord. Okay. So here's my bold prediction. Speaking of Jerry Rice, Tyreek Hill. By the way, preemptive F. Go ahead. Great. The single game receiving yards. Record of 215 receiving yards set by Jerry Rice in a game, John Breach, that you may remember. Oh, Super That's Bowl also... XX. I, I, I. You're That's making also... me give you an F, Prince. I, I even know. like the prediction, but how are you going to throw that in my face? He's got a double F. Double F. Ironically, first, first time in um, podcast. Jerry Rice set the record for most receiving yards in a single game. Jerry Rice holds the record for most receiving touchdowns in the game, but it wasn't Jerry Rice who was the leading scorer in this game. It was none other than Jim Breach. Yeah, you had to cut it off there. I was wondering where you're going with that. That Jim right. Breach outscored Jerry Rice. You know what? So if the 49ers didn't win that game, Jim Breach would have won MVP. So, uh, would that have been MVP if they'd won? He would have been MVP. It's, how was your life? It's how one was, of, you know, Ryan loves to talk about the multiverse. It's one of those alternate realities. I think about for at least three hours every week the Super Bowl comes around. Oh God, I was going to say, how would, uh, how would Breach's life be different if his dad won MVP and they won the Super Bowl? He'd probably be a president of like uh, he'd be the president of the Bengals. He wouldn't be slumming it with us. <laughs> now he's he's living in a basement <laughs> in Tennessee. The yeah. Boomer Siasin was eleven to twenty five for a buck forty four and a pick. Yeah, you yeah. find another Bengals that would have been MVP and let me know if you think Icky, Pat McAnally. Icky Woods, twenty carries, seventy nine yards, no scores. Chris Collinsworth, the leading receiver, three catches, forty yards. Yikes. Was there anybody you had? Uh, let's see for their players? only touchdown. So they scored 16 points. My dad scored 10. Their only touchdown came on a kickoff return for a touchdown because the offense didn't do anything. Has your dad discussed this, that he thinks he might've been MVP? Oh, this is not just my dad discussing it. This is well, well known. There's a whole is, hold on, hold on. 
Here, here's Boomer Sison uh, inside the NFL real quick. That's that's the MVP of the NFL from 1988, Boomer Esiason, saying that himself. Boomer won MVP in 88? He won MVP wow. in 1988. Out of his own mouth, Jim Breach would have been the Super Bowl MVP if the Bengals would have won. Jim Breach, 34-yard field goal in the second quarter to tie it up three all. A 43-yard field goal gave the Bengals a 6-3 lead. And then a 40-yard field goal cut it to 16-13 to before the – or no, gave him a 16-13 lead, excuse me, before – uh, some pass from Montana to John Taylor. I don't think anybody talks about it really. Mm-mm. Ten yard pass to Montana Taylor. And note to you mentioned the field goals. Uh, one of only two kickers in Super Bowl history to make two field goals of forty yards or more in the second half of a Super Bowl during crunch time. Joe Robbie Stadium. Okay. But Jerry Rice. Anyway, back to Jerry. Why? Yeah, so great, you guys. I mean, I, I, you're jokingly giving me an F, but but. but. What really grade would that be? That's that's pretty bold. Yeah, I'll give you an A. Yeah, there we go. An A? I'll give you uh oh, I'll give you a B double minus just so you're below me. <laughs> uh you know Tyreek Hill already went for that number against the uh the Buccaneers this regular season. We went for two sixty nine. So So you would imagine uh, they would they would try not to let that happen again. Right. One would think that they would they would try and uh try to do that. But uh, But the flip side of that, here's how bold Brinson's prediction is. So I don't even know if we said the number. Rice finished with 215. Uh, no one else has even hit 200. And only one other receiver in Super Bowl history has even gone above 170. So it is a very, very bold prediction. Only seven guys have gone above 150. And Jerry Rice is not, has not, did not do it another time. He went for 149 and 148. I think Breach referenced that. Uh, Deion Branch rounds out the top 10 with 143, but then the top seven over a buck 50. It's kind of funny. It's Jerry Rice, 215, Ricky Sanders for Washington. It's a crazy West. Super Bowl 22 with 193. Isaac Bruce for the greatest show on turf with 162. Lynn Swan in Super Bowl 10 with 161. And then three guys tied for at 152, tied for fifth. Andre Reed for Buffalo, Rod Smith for Denver. And Danny Amendola didn't what? see. I'm about to record my son saying didn't see that coming. In. Of the out. top four performances, uh, all four of those teams won. Hmm. So if Tyreek goes off, that seems like a good thing for the Chiefs. I actually might have been smarter to say that Tyreek Hill will break Jerry Rice's yards from scrimmage record, which is 220. Because I could see Tyreek having like a monster rush attempt on a jet sweep or something like that that wouldn't count towards receiving. Too late. What if Tyreek Hill wins MVP and after a game where Ryan Suckup hits like nine field goals and he would have won MVP and then like 20 years from now, Ryan Suckup's kids on a podcast reliving the Tyreek Hill game and talking about how his dad could have won MVP. That's a ball prediction. Except in this situation, Tyreek Hill won the game. Oh. Well, that's the show. <laughs> Sorry, Jim Breach. We love you. You're the, you're the, you're our favorite Breach. That's mean. Breach. Um, all right. That's the show. That's the bold predictions. We'll be back tomorrow with our best bets podcast. Uh, you can also check out the final 
uh, pick six show on CBS Sports HQ, final weekday show on CBS Sports HQ. Oh, I was like, oh, we're done forever? <laughs> 5 p.m. on Friday. And then, we, as we mentioned, live streaming on YouTube and Twitch TV basically all day Sunday. So make sure and check that out. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Talk to you guys later. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. 